Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packer Splits Podcast, podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and live to talk about it. Packers Blitz is always dedicated to the greatest fans in the NFL, Packer fans. Andy, how are you? Really good, John. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. No football this weekend was a little weird. Kind of watched a little bit of the Pro Bowl. Looked fun. Why? <laughs> looked kind of fun. Okay. What do you like think football? Yeah. Yep. Skills challenges, things like that. Yeah. Kind of fun. Sorry. Uh, hard pass on that. So, yeah. yep. So, I didn't let's watch get, it. <laughs> so, let's get to it, brother. What do we got? Yeah, so so what every uh, Packer fan learned this week, basically anybody, anybody <laughs> can become the Packers' defensive coordinator. So we're going to get into that in our first kind of section tonight uh, of Packers Blitz. So um, apparently <laughs> the Green Bay Packers were considering any and all applicants for their vacant defensive coordinator position. One Packers fan, we'll just call him Bill. I think that's that's his first name. Applied for the job, and this is what he had to say: "Dear Mr. Murphy, I heard your organization has a job opening, so I figured I could do this defensive coordinator thing. Please note, I prefer weekends off. Go Pack, go! Sincerely." Bill. And here's the response, John, uh, Packers Blitz fans, Packers fans, NFL football fans. Here's the the uh, response from our illustrious president and CEO. Bill, thanks so much for your cover letter and resume. I'd like to see that resume, by the way. Yes, so do I. And resume regarding our defensive coordinator position. While your fantasy football experience is impressive, I regret to inform you that we have decided to go in a different direction. I hear the Bears have an Ah. opening. You look to be a perfect fit for them. Thanks again. Sincerely, Mark. So (laughs) who are we? Who's Mark, John? Who's Mark? Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy. Unbelievable. So, so a lot of things came to mind when, you know, I was reading this off and, and John, you're listening to this and probably things popped into your head. So we're going to kind of discuss this whole exchange. Sure. Let's do that. Uh, So first of all, John, you should have applied. I know. Yes. You said you were going to apply. You could have got a response Ah, from the Packers organization. Maybe even Mark, you know, maybe Mark Murphy. Supposedly, Really yeah, supposedly quickly. Bill does this quite often. He he applies for positions oh, quite often. Yeah, yeah. Um, they talked about, of course, the Packers, but I don't know if he's been doing it all over the NFL. Uh, but at least mm. with the Packers, he had, has been doing it. So, so go ahead. No, I was going to say really quickly, my resume. I've won four Super Bowls with the Packers in Madden. So and my and my defense was number one in the league, mm, and outstanding, an outstanding allowed points per game fourteen point three. 
Oh, uh, excellent. Takeaways per game, 10 takeaways per game. I could go on. My defense was like made the 86 Bears or 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens look like a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go on. Yeah, so so Jen, I got a few questions for you. This is almost like an ask yeah, okay. John instead of an ask Andy. So, uh, John, oh, sure, this, sure. John, what does this say about Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy and the Packers front office? More specifically, why why is Mark Murphy even responding to fans like Bill applying for jobs or to disgruntled fans who t- don't like the job he's doing? Uh, you got any response? I'll, I'll read that, that email, by the way. I, I I'm not sure. We talked about it offline, and this is true. Mm-hmm. Bob Harlan, back in the day, who was the former president of the Packers during the '80s and uh, '90s, and um, just before uh, Murphy took over, I think. Uh, but anyway, yeah. he would. You could call him. I'm not, I'm serious. You could call the main office Lambeau Field and ask for Bob Harlan. And if Bob Harlan was around, he would answer the phone. So fans would call in and and basically bitch at him, say, you know, this is this, you know, I'm sick of losing. I'm I'm sick of this, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's when, and this is, you know, whether it's true or not, this is legend. Supposedly one day Bob Harlan could not take it. So he went down to the, like the boardroom where all the scouts were or whatever. And he went down there and he said, all right, enough. Everybody stop. We're going to make this a winning organization. What do we need to do? And that's where they got Ron Wolf, yeah. Mike Holmgren, Reggie White, and on Brett Favre. And on, 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 on. Yeah, that's where it stopped. That's where it stopped. And, and I would say Mark Murphy has not had that moment with the exception of when he fired Mike McCarthy after losing to the lowly Phoenix Cardinals uh, during the regular season, uh, which was stupid because there was three games left. They should have let him fill You know what I mean? Mark Murphy has not been like, okay, we've won one stinking Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Yeah. That. We gotta get back now. So I'll let you talk more about that. Kind of like, what is he answering emails when he should be worrying about how we're gonna win another Super Bowl? Right? Yeah, doesn't he have anything better to do with this time? You exactly. Know? exactly. Um, he does need to listen to mm. Packers fans. He needs, needs to listen to the fan base. Maybe he doesn't feel that way, but um, mm. you know, he, that's something he does need to do. I yeah, just so- don't think this is a good use of his time. No. Um, so that's just me. But mm-hmm. um yeah, it encourages other fanatics or other fans to <laughs> do the same thing and maybe get a response. So um yeah, yeah I don't know if that's productive for no. him to be doing that. So no. the last thing I you know, in response to what we were talking about, as Aaron Rodgers famously reminded us because of his 24 and 5 record against them. The Packers have owned the Bears for years. Murphy is now trolling the Bears, 
by what he said, right? Twisting the knife even further and disrespecting <laughs> the Bears. John, this is what I want you to listen to. Packers fans out there, one of these days, one of these days, maybe not anytime soon, the Chicago Bears might turn the tables on the Green Bay Packers. Chicago has the number one pick in the draft. They have the number nine pick in the first round in the upcoming draft. They have $50 million in cap space and a lot of young talent on its roster. John, uh, do you have any thoughts on that possibility of, of payback from the Bears? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Packer Blitz fans and Packer fans, it will happen one of these days. I mean, you just can't. Look at the Lions. I mean, they're one game away from uh, going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Lions were how bad for how long? They had little spurts with Barry Sanders and Megatron and all that good stuff. But other than that, I mean, one of these days, I mean, you know what I mean? They're going to they're going to beat us, and when that happens, Chicago Bear fans will lose their minds. <laughs> so we just got to watch it. Be careful what you wish for. That's all I have to say. Just you know, don't keep poking the bear because you know Correct. eventually. It's That's gonna what take I was going to say. Poke poking the lion, poking the tiger. Yeah. You know, it's those, yeah. those idiots that you hear about. They go into the zoo enclosures. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going into a zoo enclosure yeah. that has, uh, you know, animals that can kill yeah. you? Right. So right. again, the leader of our organization, the, the glorious mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers organization, again what kind of leader does that? So, I mean, I just don't think it's, it's uh, a good reflection oh. on him and it's not good sportsmanship yeah. either to be poking fun at no. him either. And so, so one of these days, you know, yeah, probably after uh, Mark Murphy's gone, <laughs> uh, you know, he can do it now, but you know, we'll probably get our comeuppance at some point. One of these, no, I don't, everyone does. Right. Right. Um, so I want before we get on to the main news of the week and everything, Andy, I wanted to yeah. read you this email uh, from this fan who sent to Mark Murphy that pretty much sums it up for most Packer fans. So let me just read this one really quick, and then we'll get on to the, to the most important thing here. But I, I love this email. They cracked me up when I read it. So <clears throat> this is the email, and I quote, I am emailing this. This he actually sent this to Mark Murphy, and he sent it like eleven or twelve times. Yep. Several um, times. I am emailing today to express my disappointment and dissatisfaction with the franchise and its direction during your tenure as CEO. The fan wrote, "I believe it's a long overdue for you to retire and give control of the organization to someone else who is more properly prepared to take the team into the future." Your leadership has been inept. <laughs> you do not deserve to lead such a storied franchise. Please disappear into retirement. Either uh, uh, either nobody likes you and you have never been a good executive. I wish you the worst in your twilight years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from a guy. It was like Justin. Man. His name was Justin. Okay. This is what this is even better. This is even better. Mark okay. Murphy wrote back, which I don't again. What do you stop? So this is what Mark Murphy wrote back. Thanks for sharing your opinion, Justin Murphy wrote. I also 
appreciate the 11 other emails you recently sent with similar suggestions. I get your point. You will be pleased to know that I am required to retire in July 2025 under our bylaws. <laughs> Murphy, this other thing too. Murphy, they said, Murphy like likely gets emails from fans calling him out all the time, but after receiving 12 from Justin M, he found it was time to respond. <laughs> oh, I love it. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty, pretty bold, pretty brave and on uh, Justin's part. Um, but it pretty much sums what Packer fans think. Yeah, right? and to do it uh, 11, 12 times, that's... Uh, yeah, that's oh. sticking with it. Yeah, and he that did get a response in the consistent. end. Maybe not the one he wanted, uh, the result he wanted, but um, yeah. yeah. So, in other words, we have another year of Mark Murphy at the helm, whether you like it or not. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so pro- we probably can- another. Uh, topic for a different podcast right yeah we'll we'll talk about when mark murphy finally gets the hell out of town uh but on packer news we have a new defensive coordinator yes nobody knows who he is exactly (laughs) go ahead exactly exactly so like i mean all the articles i was reading his name never came up john once nope and I believe he's a personal friend to Matt LaFleur. Mm, um, that's been blown out of proportion. Okay. Okay. He okay. was he was basically with Matt LaFleur. So what I now found out, basically Matt LaFleur and him, I think we're on, you'll read through all the places he's been at, but I can't remember if it's Tennessee or I can't remember which, whatever one. And basically Matt LaFleur like passed them in the hall. I mean, he knows him, but he doesn't really know him. So that's even a weirder hire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. really know the guy. Um, yeah. yeah. So Packer fans, um, I- I'm not going to go into great depth. Um, yeah. Uh, you can just look at his Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, go but basically, that. the one thing I when I saw it and it came up, I was like, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that was Same about thing. it. I, I kind of uh, probably sounded like an owl. <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, he's, uh, Matt LaFleur's, uh, third defensive coordinator in five years. So Jeff Halfley, um, the much maligned Joe Barry is now gone from Titletown and now we've got Jeff Halfley. So, uh, he, he was, uh, Boston college head coach. Um, he now steps in and, and hopefully steps up. Right, John, we hope. We hope. We hope. So, I mean, I guess we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't yeah. done anything yet, so um, mm-hmm. we shall see. But according to uh, Brandon Verk of ZoneCoverage.com, this is what Brandon has to say. Schematically, Halfley's approach appears to be a reversal. That's good. From Joe Barry's <laughs> soft zone blitz allergic defense. Hafney has a man-heavy aggressive scheme. It encourages press coverage because it disrupts timing and eliminates the route tree. 
end quote. So, John, <laughs> which uh, Packers defensive player does this benefit the most no, by well, hearing that? It's my that? boy. It's my yeah. boy, Jair Alexander. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you're going to need some really good secondary people. On that's a weakness right now. So they better right. be doing some, <laughs> some drafting <sighs> and some developing yeah. and then something mm-hmm. because right now we're, yeah. So to be able to do press coverage and do man coverage, you better have some players that can do that. So yes. Jair is one of one of them. I think Carrington Valentine is another. Could be uh, that that is you know, but. A lot of the other uh, people that we have at cornerback and uh, players at uh, safety, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of question marks with that. <laughs> so right. we don't have a lot of people under contract, and the ones we do have are hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few of them that we have to resign maybe, and so we'll just see what happens, right, John? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so Halfley spent – 14 years as a defensive backs coach at the collegiate and the NFL levels uh, before Ohio state hired him to coach its defense. So he was defensive coordinator for them, the Ohio state Buckeyes, Uh, Jeff Halfley uh, employed a four, three look at uh, the Ohio state and at Boston college. However, GM Brian Gutekunst in his presser said that this is a four to five nickel league, end quote. So, uh, which means again, he won't be building the team any differently than he has been in the past. Uh, and he's going to use more secondary help. So, when he says yeah. the four to five, he's just going to have a couple linebackers, four down linemen and Mm -hmm. five (laughs) secondary people, which means we're going to have to get some more secondary help in, right, John? A lot more. Yes, right. But, yeah, it's a change from uh, like a 4-3, you know, from a 3-4, sorry, to like a 4-3 look uh, most Mm -hmm. of the time. So hopefully we'll have some really big, uh, beefy guys in there that can stop the run. And then we have a couple uh, linebackers that can tackle and can make plays in the backfield. And and we know uh, we have a couple right now. We um, do. So we'll see. Quay Walker definitely is going to be there next year. We aren't sure about Devondre Campbell yet. Yeah, so not we'll, yet. Yeah, we'll see. So the need uh, for Goody to draft and add an elite center fielder and an impact safety is now even more imperative. Yes. Halfley employed a lot of cover one on 43.1% of plays last season. Cover one consists of man coverage with a single high safety. There is no one on the Packers roster, no one Packer fans, nobody nope. that nope. who can be trusted to make crucial plays all by himself. Uh, personally, this is just my wish list here. I would like to see the Packers pursue Antoine Winfield Jr. in free agency. Uh, Last year, Antoine had 122 tackles. Uh, John, he had over 70 tackles solo, by the way. Six six sacks, six forced fumbles, four fumbles recovered, Mm. 
and 12 passes oh. defense. Oh, sorry. And three interceptions. Pretty yeah. good stat line, eh, John? Uh, plus, Absolutely. I had him on my fantasy team. He helped me win uh, Zach's league this year. <laughs> <laughs> I did. He did. I picked him nice. up during the year. So, yeah, great player for me. And, uh, yeah, but he is he is the complete package. His father was in the NFL. Right. Well, that's hence Good the player. Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, and a great player again. So he comes from that NFL pedigree. So um, it's just a wish, John. Yeah, you probably won't be able to afford him because he no. can't pay a safety. But we need a guy. We do. We need a guy on the back end. We do. Uh, in this system, we're going to have to yeah. have a player. We're going to have have to have a guy that can mm-hmm. can step up and again cap off that defense, right. make some plays. And look, and we were talking about this uh, uh, off air and a little bit on the on the podcast last time. Ed Reed, right, John? Ed there Reed, Nick there, Collins. Yes, there aren't players like that anymore. But Good. man, it would be nice to have one like that, right? Yeah. Troy Palomalu, right? That's yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so hopefully we can maybe get Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, he could be the answer in a in a mainstay for the Packers D mm. for many years to come. Yeah. That's wishful thinking. I know. Big wish. <laughs> yep. Uh, so as I am and got just got misplaced. <laughs> So you're going to talk about, or I should talk about, like, with Jeff Halfley. Yeah, who is that guy? Yeah, I've never heard of him. What was weird about it was, this is weird. Yeah, have you ever heard of him? Ever? No, no, (laughs) no. Yeah. No. But one of the weird things that they had in uh, Visit was Mike Zimmer. The former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Really? He was in town. We did? We did? Yeah. Really? Sure did. Yeah. Oh, Dallas is problem. Gonna... The problem with yeah. Mike Zimmer is he's old school, yeah. meaning he's, you know, I don't want to hear you whining and crying. And Minnesota players got sick of that, where mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, shut up and do your job kind of attitude. And that right. that kind of, you know, the kind of great some players nowadays, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear like, hey, everything's going to be okay. You, you know, come on, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They want the Mike McDaniel and the, the Matt LaFleur to be like, oh, hey, you screwed up, but yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Kind of attitude, you know, and Mike Zimmer is not that. So yeah. I was like, interesting that they kicked the tires on him. Uh, they kicked a couple tires on, you know, which we talked about last podcast. Um, the defense coordinator from Carolina. Um, boy, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. It's escaping me. But, they, you know, pretty much everybody else said no to them because they just they didn't think their system would fit the Packers. So this is really weird, you know, for them to go after him. The only thing I was reading about was really interesting was he was on San Francisco, uh, coached their defensive backs, and Richard Sherman, oh, Richard Sherman, uh, he had nothing but praise to say about uh, Jeff Halfley um, when he was with, when uh, Richard Sherman was with San Francisco. He, didn't, he came out and said, 
This guy will coach up defensive backs. He's all about fundamentals. He's aggressive. He's about, you know, learning everything he can about the offense and making Here's the thing that shocked me was making adjustments quickly. That's one thing, Andy. What have we struggled with? Making adjustments (laughs) quickly, right? And then uh, also, here's a really interesting thing. They said he'll be better against the run because at Boston College, he typically played, which is you can't play this in the NFL all game long, but he played eight-man front a lot of times. So he would dare people to pass against them. In other words, like, I dare you to pass. Now, this is in college, obviously, and you're going against the Patrick Mahomes. You put eight in a box. You're screwed. (laughs) He's going to destroy you. But he's not averse to doing that, right? He's not averse to saying, okay, if you're going to try to run on us, you know, we're going to stop you and we're going to force you to throw. And, you know, okay, we'll see. There's a the, the thing I take out of all this is, and from just looking at all social media and I'm on different groups of Packer Blitz, um, is people are just, I have no idea. Let's see what happens. It couldn't be worse. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, you definitely you definitely aren't <laughs> going to be able to play that defense against uh, great wide receivers like uh, no. DJ Moore in our division, yeah. uh, Justin Jefferson, yep. uh, Amon Ross, Brown. Yeah. Uh Absolutely. yeah. So they're gonna yeah. he's gonna have to maybe do that every so often, but he's not gonna be able to do that all the time, that's for sure. But so. the point is that he's not averse to blitzing, he's not averse to making changes, he's not averse to you know putting people in a press man coverage. Um, and if you guys want to go back, look at the 90s. We played a lot of press coverage with, well, in my opinion, two of the best corners we ever had in L Harris and Charles Woodson, but Charles Woodson would switch from safety to the corner in his, in his later years. But that's all we played in, in our Super Bowl years, you know, Craig Newsom. Um, I'm trying to think who else Al Harris, um, trying to think some other corners we had. That's all we played was press coverage. That's all we played press coverage. And it, you know, worked out, I guess, I'm not sure if it's going to work so much again with the guys we have, but we'll see. I like what you're saying, John, Uh, not being averse to being aggressive, be be aggressive, right? So that's what I saw a lot in the articles, aggressive, aggressive. Well, that's kind of like, that's kind of what we had hoped for and asked for. So it sounds like we're about to get it. Hopefully we'll have the players to be able to do what he wants to do on defense. Yeah. We should, we should by now. We should. Right? So, yeah. All right. So, this just popped up on my phone, John, and this is what it said. This is the headline reports UW to hire Patriots Belichick as defensive coordinator. <laughs> so when you read that, John, there's several things that probably come to mind for you. What are the two things or three things that maybe come to mind when you read that, that headline that I just well, put up on the screen for you? Yeah. It's uh, the son of Belichick, you know, from the New England head coach. <laughs> right. New England it's not, Patriots. It's not, yeah. It's not 
the Belichick. It's his yes. son, Steve Belichick. Right. It's right. his son. Yeah. And then you think University of Wisconsin? <laughs> right. No. no. No, it's the University <laughs> of Washington. Yeah. And supposedly he's joining uh, Pete Carroll's son. Uh, just not oh much Carroll, but supposedly the both of them are going to be helping uh, the University of Washington, Washington out, supposedly. So very interesting, I guess, in that respect. Yeah, we'll wait and see. We will wait and see. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, in this next section, John Packers Blitz fans, some very interesting Super Bowl mm-hmm. facts. Uh, because it is Super Bowl week, right, John? So we're going to kind of switch gears, yep. move from talking about the Packers to talking about the Super Bowls. So going to get a quick drink of water here first. By the way, just really quick news. This is so stupid. This, you know, during Super Bowl week, Packer fans and Packer Blitz fans, they overanalyze everything. <laughs> I mean, it's annoying. And they bet on everything, too. Yeah, and (laughs) it's just annoying. And here's one story. Our favorite quarterback, that's, yes, me and Andy's favorite quarterback, Tom Brady. Mm. So Mike Shanahan admitted, and I don't know why he would admit this, that last year when Brock Purdy got hurt in the NFC Championship game, that they were going to bring in Tom Brady. Take a look at him. And I'm like... What? Why? And you know, but that's he admitted it. He said he had talks to Tom Brady and was going to, if things worked out and he felt that he could still play, he was gonna Tom Brady was gonna be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, they had mentioned that even before then, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just after Brock got hurt during during the game. Yeah, had that elbow ligament yeah. uh, damage or whatever it was, um, you know, major reconstructive surgery on his elbows. So I guess Tom must have been their backup plan, right? Yes, he was their backup plan. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's hear some Super Bowl facts. Yeah, very interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Bowl should be renamed Snack Sunday. According <laughs> to Snack International, a trade association for the industry. Super Bowl Sunday is the Black Friday of the snack industry. With more than $615 million spent on Ooh, snack foods baby. the week of the game in 2023. <laughs> Tortilla chip sales went up over 20%. Potato yeah. chips went up 10%. And refrigerated dips rose more than 32%. Holy so, crap. yeah, people like to snack during the uh, su- Super Bowl, don't they? Sure. So, second very interesting uh, fact about the uh, Super Bowl, the days leading up to the Super Bowl Sunday is a bad time to be a chicken. <laughs> fans, fans chow down on one billion chicken wings. Oh, crap. One billion. Jesus. Uh, that must be accurate because the experts at the National Chicken Council reported it. <laughs> so I guess, John, there's a National Chicken Council. Oh, my and God. And that's the figures that they came up with. So, yeah, you would not oh want boy. to be a chicken nope. anywhere, especially in the United States, 
you know, few weeks, few maybe even a month before yeah, the uh, cow chicken. The, I mean, that's a lot of chicken wings. That's a hell of a lot of chicken. Yeah. Damn. Well, then Super Bowl fans often turn to beer to wash oh, yeah. all yeah. the junk food and uh, wings mm-hmm. all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Beer is the most popular drink to serve at Super Bowl parties with sure. 68%. 68% of people surveyed by Advantage Solutions having it on hand. Sure. Americans will spend $1 billion on beer in the two weeks around surrounding the uh, Super Bowl. One mm. billion dollars, John, on beer. Wow. So, yeah, you do have to wash that down, though, right? Yeah, sure. Yep. So, and then the fourth thing, very interesting. In 1967, the first Super Bowl <laughs> was hosted in Los Angeles right. and wasn't even sold out. Yep. The average price of tickets was only twelve dollars, <laughs> with some only six dollars, according to Yahoo finance mm-hmm. as john well knows well well knows <laughs> you can maybe get a bottle of water uh-huh. uh, for six bucks right yes. at, yep. at lambo field and then sure. if you're gonna get a sandwich or something it's usually mm-hmm. well like a hot dog's probably well, um 10, brought, bucks. a brat yeah. a brat okay 12 bucks yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. That that would have been a Super Bowl ticket in 1967. Yep. Jeez. So we talked about that again, uh, and and we talked about in episode 63, uh, our previous episode uh, about the average ticket price for the Super Bowl. Uh, this Super Bowl being north of twelve thousand mm. um, dollars. So, and I heard from some other sources, it was like the average is eleven thousand four hundred. Whatever. Um, yeah, they never, were saying yeah. it's right around twelve thousand dollars at that when it's that much, who cares? Mm. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, big difference in the prices between 1967 and 2024, eh, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so fifth thing, uh, the big game gets big ratings. According to Nielsen ratings and reported by Vox VOX. And we quote here, the Super Bowl is the most watched show on TV year in and year out. Nothing Mm -hmm. else can even come close. Mm -hmm. End quote. Last year, 115 million viewers watched the big game. And they're expecting this year, John, to have even more. (laughs) So it should be interesting to see what the final stats are Mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, only 115 million viewers for the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> and then last thing, uh, very interesting. Super Bowl commercials are pricey. Because of the huge audiences, the cost for 30 seconds of commercial airtime was a whopping $7 million. <laughs> Woo! 30 seconds. Holy crap. $7 million in 2023, according to Front Office Sports. So mm, some mm. few stats, interesting nice. facts from Love the uh, about the Super Bowl. So Love it. Yep. And, and by the way, to show that all women are insane, including my wife, my wife hates commercials when we'll be watching like something, a commercial will come on. And she'll be like, ah, man, stupid commercial. But what does my wife do when the Super Bowl is on? I yeah. can't wait for the new commercials. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to be watching. And some of them are good. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be watching with good. my wife, just the two of us, kind of <laughs> boring. Uh, but she, I, we had a discussion just a, just about an hour ago about it. And I'm like, well, you can, can, can come on. Come on the podcast and give your, you know. Yeah, give your, your opinion. Yeah, your opinion and whatnot. And then we were talking a little bit, and I'm like, you watch the Super Bowl only for the commercials. She's like, I do not. And I'm like, you yeah, my do. Wife you said yeah, it. So does my life. She actually pre-watches some of the commercials that are going to be on yeah. there. And then yep. she watches the Super Bowl. She yep. doesn't really care about the game. She only cares yep. about the commercials that are coming on. So, and the halftime show she likes as well. But yeah, yeah. Same so thing. We had a discussion. I wouldn't call it a debate. <laughs> but uh the wife husband debate right That's exactly so john do you want to take, right. take over this next section yeah yeah so let's get right to the big game yes. so uh packers blitz final super bowl 58 preview um so san francisco eh, still getting two uh, right last time it was one last week it was one it, yeah, was one. it went up okay yeah yep. yeah there's still over at 47 under- and a half 47, 47 and, a half. and a half. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> Chiefs, really, these are the guys the you know that stir the drink. Um, Patrick Mahomes, duh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Pacheco, which that guy's gonna like run out of his socks one of these days. The way he runs is really weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she Rice, uh, really uh did a great job. Andy Reid, love him. Andy, can you do me a favor? Lay off the cheeseburgers again, buddy. I want you around. Yeah. Um, two, weeks to, <laughs> two weeks to prepare, John. He's going to come up with some wrinkles. He's going to come and up. And there is a reason he's know. he's in he's in caps. Andy Reid is. Maybe I should be eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. Because he literally, he has a cheeseburger after every game. Hmm. Every stinking game, he has a cheeseburger. And I'm sure he has more than that. Um, I anyway. Will, I will pray for him. <laughs> hey, we want him around. He's a great. Coach. We want him around. Um, great. He's awesome. On defense. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, oh, we okay. want him. We want him around. Yeah, we want him. We do. He's, he's awesome. He he's great for the guy. game. Yeah, he's great. Seems like all a right. Great so defensive tackle Chris Jones. Yep. Uh, Legarius Sneed, uh, Trent McDuffie, uh, Nick Bolton, uh, and George Karloftis. Uh, he has two and a half sacks in the postseason. Yeah. Ten sacks in the regular season so yeah he, he actually he has sorry to interrupt john he has two more sacks than chris jones does and chris jones mm-hmm. is their guy on defense yeah. he's yeah. a future hall of famer great oh, player absolutely. and absolutely. during the regular season he had about as many sacks as chris jones did mm-hmm. so that's why i put yeah. that in there not a lot of people know george car uh car um, yeah. but the Packers had a, had an opportunity to draft him and did not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but he's been a really good player for them. So yeah, yeah in the postseason, he's, he's had two and a half sacks, which yeah. figured, uh, somebody should know. Cause I didn't realize it until I started looking through the stats. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he's been a good player yeah. for them. So, so those are your impact players on both sides of the ball. offense, defense, no yep. surprises. 49ers, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Uh, by the way, just really quickly, George Kittle, get a life. Yeah, he went then on I, some podcast again, or he was ripping on the whatever Packers the hell he was after doing. The yeah. yeah, yeah, he was ripping the Packers. He was calling, uh, he told us to F off 
and everything. Whatever. That Whatever. guy's. Yeah, uh, I forgot to put Brock Purdy in there, John. Yeah, yeah. So I added and then, right, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I, I put him uh, last Brock on Pope. the list, almost just above. Yeah. yeah. Um, and head coach Kyle Shanahan. Uh, by the way, again, he should not be for coach of the year. Matt Lafleur should be in his place, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, defense, you got Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Which, oh my God, if he ever becomes a free agent, I'm literally going to kidnap him. And you know him with a cattle yeah. prod and throw him in my trunk and bring him to Green Bay. Awesome uh, player, great all-round player. Dre Greenlaw, he was the guy that was the hero at the divisional. He had two interceptions off of Jordan Love. Yep. Um, so that's how you know him, and he's a good player. He's a good all-round player. Yep. So those are your guys on uh, both offensive impact players. Advantage. Yep. Let's talk about that, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, advantage, you're giving the 49ers. Is that correct on, on offense? offense? Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, Why? They, well, they score more, a lot more points than um, Kansas yeah. City has. Uh, maybe not as much in the playoffs, you know. Um, the, uh, the Chiefs have been doing really well on, on offense in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key is Mahomes has not been turning the ball over. He normally mm-hmm. doesn't when he's in the playoffs, and he elevates his game. No. Um, so that was a tough one. I was trying to give the 49ers something and I would say if they have any advantage, it would be on offense. So I put them down, but I would say it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. I give the slight edge to the 49ers. Do you agree with me on that or no, I, I cannot, I cannot go against Mahomes and Andy Reid's going to find a way just like he did in that. Remember last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, what happens? The Chiefs come up with a couple plans that, and I remember uh, the last touchdown, the guy was so wide open, there was nobody near him. I mean, literally me and you could have caught that one. I, it was crazy. So that's Andy Reid for it. It did it, uh, did it you, twice. The same play on both sides of the yeah. field. One yeah. side and, and they did it on the other side. Right. It worked yeah. on the one side. Let's try it on the other Let's side. Let's do it on the other side. Yeah. And that's the Chiefs. Yep. There you go. Uh, defense Chiefs, I totally agree there. Man, did they step it up. And they played nothing against Jordan Love and nothing against uh, Goff. But uh, come on. They got <laughs> you played this- Josh Allen and then you went to Lamar Jackson? I mean, that's like yeah. And they got Spag, their and defensive coordinator, John Spag, <laughs> Spagnola. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so they're tested. Uh, special teams, Chiefs. Yes, Harrison uh, Butker against the rookie. Come on. Yeah. Um, and coaching, Chiefs. Yes, totally agree. Uh, little disagreement with the offense, but I, I see what you're saying. All right, so. Here are two trends that indicate the Chiefs will win this Sunday. Number one, with Chicago-based social media user Jay Kuda shared a graphic to X uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting. In the last 30 years, every time the Super Bowl has been played in between the two teams, one team traveling east and one team traveling west, the team traveling west has won. Okay, that's weird, but yeah. <laughs> end quote. Uh, okay. Yep. 
And then with this year's game in Las Vegas, the Chiefs will head west, obviously, in their journey to Sin City, while the 49ers will travel east. The bad news for for Niners Nation. Since 1994, each franchise that flew west emerged victorious over the opponent that flew east for the big game. In fact, it has happened seven times since 2002. That's really weird, interesting fact, Andy. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. That was all over the news, John. So I'm I'm surprised you didn't hear about that one. I did not hear that. It's true. Yeah. So Andy, uh, Packers Blitz fans, uh, football fans, and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and oh, God help us, (laughs) super fan Taylor Swift weren't enough to get the job done. Now the Chiefs have geography on their side, too. That's hilarious. But wait. There's There's more. There's more, John. Very interesting. Jay Kuda, oh, my God. This this is exactly what I'm talking about Uh when they overanalyze. Yes. Use lunar analysis to uncover another trend. Oh, my God. The chair that makes the Chiefs fans. And Swifties. Swifties smile. Yep. What are you saying? I'm sorry, buddy. And Swifties. Don't forget Swifties. Oh, my God. Enough with them. Uh, the Super Bowl on February 11th be watched over by, oh, my God, right <laughs> waxing. Cre- I don't even know what the hell that means. Waxing crescent moon, similar to that which the fisherman boy sits on the dream. Oh, the DreamWorks animation logo. Yes. The Chiefs waxing are crescent right- moon. This is come on. The Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs are 19 yep. and one in the last five years yep. under waxing crescent conditions, including four and zero in the playoffs. Andy, yeah. you're killing me here. The, with this the only time that they lost, John, was to the uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so Andy, football fans, while you're trying to impress friends, families, and peers with your Super Bowl picks. Don't utilize Patrick Mahomes' ridiculous point uh, num- postseason numbers or Kyle Shahan's post-playoff misfortune. Stick to the basics. Moon phases <laughs> and maps. Yep. Uh, okay. That's what so you need to do. your prediction is changed. A little and- bit. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, well, I had the, the Chiefs winning uh, 23-17. Now I have changed it. I've upped it a little bit. I've got the Chiefs winning 27 to 20. I see oh, the 49ers okay. giving up at least three touchdowns, and then they're going to pitch in another field goal or two. So I actually sure. might even be higher than 27. I but I got them winning 27 to 20 over the 49ers. And I'm telling you that I am really confident about this. Um, I even asked my wife uh, if I could bet on the game. <laughs> but, of course, she said, no, you can't do that. Wives, I'm really. I mean, uh, I'm really sneak one in there, buddy. Good. Sneak one in there. Yeah. Give it so, to your son, one so, of your sons, and have him place it. Right. Yeah. Um. So last time you uh, had predicted the Chiefs winning thir- thirty-four to seventeen and doubling them up. Um. Did you? Correct. Do you? Are you sticking with I that? I do not or? change that. Okay. I do not change that because I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a close game, just like last year's game. It will be like I don't know. 17 to 10, uh, 49ers at halftime, and then just boom, here comes the Chiefs, and they'll just lay the hammer down on them. 
um, and win it. Just like, not that they did that against the Eagles per se, but kind of, you know, where it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which was a great game, by the way. If you haven't watched it, uh, and I know you're, if you're an Eagles fan out there, you're not listening to this, but if you are, I feel sorry for you. You had your chance, kind of blew it, but okay. So let's go to a computer's prediction. Boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, yep. boop. I am a computer. Uh, I am a computer. Uh, ESPN's computer model, the football power index, is giving the 49ers a 59.4% chance to win the Super Bowl, giving the Chiefs just a 40.6% chance of pulling off the win. That doesn't make sense. Yep. Uh, odds traders computer model predicted the final score. 49ers, 27. Chiefs, 22. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, the Madden's both, both picked the 49ers to win. Interesting. Yeah. So the Madden simulation is done every year. And during our Super Bowl year, uh, when the Packers played the Steelers, the Madden predictor picked the Steelers to win every time. And how'd that turn out, Steeler fans? Just say it. Right. So, let's do next time on Packers Blitz. Yeah, so, John, how confident am I that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win Super Bowl 58? Mm. And then you're supposed to say, How confident are you, Andy? <laughs> John, Packers Blitz fans, Packers fans, I am so confident. I am I'm as confident as I was in predicting that the Packers would fire Joe Barry and keep Matt LaFleur. In multiple episodes, I said that I was 95 to 99.9% sure that these two things were going to happen. Now I am guaranteeing that the Chiefs will win on Ooh. Sunday. They have Taylor and me on their side. <sighs> the location of Las Vegas on their side and lunar analysis on their side. What could go wrong? Things to think about, right, John? <laughs> so before we leave uh, leave all of you tonight, uh, I was driving home tonight and heard uh, Jason Woldy speaking on the radio. Uh, Jason Woldy, by the way, has covered the pack for more than 25 years on ESPN and various news pl mm -hmm. platforms. Uh, respected broadcaster, journalist, Packers pundit, etc., whatever. Uh, he also hosts the Wilde and Tosh radio show and podcast. Uh, he said something really intelligent and hopefully I will do it justice. He said that the Packers organization owes it to the fans. And when talking with Mark Murphy in the past, he said to his face, you owe them. John and I will discuss how the Packers can pay back the best fans in the world uh, next week on Packers Blitz. So a little tease for next week, John. Nice. But I thought yeah. what he said, I was like, wait a minute. The Packers do owe us a lot, don't they? They do. Right. So we can talk a little bit about that next time. So Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, Andy, uh, enjoy your chips and dip and your beer for the big game and, and look out at the lunar moon and uh, whatever the hell else you <laughs> have to do because we got a Packers blitz lock. Yeah. Chiefs win. 
Chiefs now, win. if we're wrong, we're me and Andy are real men. We will come back on and say we suck. Okay, we're wrong, and we admit it. And <laughs> uh, I don't see that happening. But if we are, hey, well, come on. And 49er fans, you can come at us. No big deal. Uh, but okay, we have some good stuff coming up here. We're gonna have upcoming on the Packers Blitz. We're we're we'll talking about Packers free agency. So there's not really an off season for Andy. We have a little bit of time here and there, but we're we're pretty on 24-7. Uh, we're going to talk about Packers free agency. We'll be talking about the NFL draft. We will talk any upcoming Packer news that come in, and we'll do some fun, fun other stuff that uh, I'm going to talk about for the new season when it comes up. Plus, we will analyze the outcome of Super Bowl 58 and how it affects the entire NFL including the Packers moving forward. So again, wherever you listen to Packers Blitz, uh, please like and subscribe, five stars. Uh, again, PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. Send us a bunch of questions, ask us stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, Andy, anything else before we wrap it up? Yeah, buddy? just a couple quick things. I forgot to put okay. it in earlier. Uh yeah. Gary Montgomery, our defensive line coach, was let go. He got another oh, job right. right away with uh, New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so he had been with the club for quite a long time. Wish him well. Uh, yes, another absolutely. great thing, John, uh, Tom Clements is back as our quarterback coach. Oh, shoot. So, yes, uh, we were a little bit fearful he might retire again. Um, so Yeah, and I know. Know really quickly too, Sean Marion. Yes, he was a former Vikings quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be added to the staff of the Packers. I, you know, which is good that Clements is staying, but he's going to be added to the staff. Uh, he's a he's even though he's a Vikings quarterback and didn't play a lot, he's still a very smart, intelligent uh, guy that will add hopefully some dimensions to. Jordan loves game and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, to make Jordan love better. So that's some, uh, you know, other news, anything else, Ann? Nope. Just, uh, enjoy the super bowl, John, and everybody enjoy it out there. Have lots of, uh, beer, chicken wings, uh, lots of, uh, potato chips. I'm ready. I got, I got my tortilla chips. I've got my potato chips actually stocked up. Uh, have some junk food, have, have a, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game, people. And, you know, hey, even though the Packers are not in it, mm-hmm. we still can say, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! <laughs> All right, buddy, love you. Talk to you later.